0: Once again, it's me, Danny. Welcome to the You Not Alone podcast. I'm your host, Danny Hampton. I'd like to start with my quote. My quote goes like this Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to start out with a scripture in the New King James Version, starting in Luke 18. And I feel like that the Lord is leading me just to talk about prayer because prayer is the ultimate game changer. It's the ultimate effect that changes people's lives and we need to understand the power of prayer because sometimes we forget when we are alone and we feel that uh the odds are against us and no one cares but i want to let you know that men need to pray men and women need to pray and always pray and seek the face of god for whatever circumstances going on in their world and in luke 18 it says this then he spoke a parable to them that men are always to pray and not lose heart did you hear that he said man i always pray and not lose heart and what he meant by that is very simple sometimes you begin to pray and you feel like god is not going to answer sometimes it can be a a waiting a waiting process for the answer to come but he doesn't want you to lose heart because man i always pray and if we pray then we give god opportunity to, to intervene in our circumstances that are so heavily weighed against us. So I wanted to encourage you today to understand the power of prayer that men ought to always pray and not lose heart. So, however you feeling, if you're down and depressed and you feel alone that you can't talk to no one, or you don't wanna to talk to no one, you feel like no one really understands you and, and really doesn't care about your circumstances, but I wanna let you know that you have a friend in me, Danny, and I would love to, you know, hear from you i would love to hear your prayer requests i love to touch and agree with you on your circumstances that are coming against you and believe and see that uh what god is doing for you but also be able to share with the audience testimonies about what god did in crisis situations. so uh i'm just excited for this opportunity to be able to share with you and talk about the things that god has for you and for me as well in other words because guess what I just don't encourage you. You encourage me by being able to talk and to express uh, my faith and belief in God. And I want to just, you know, just share with you some stories in the Bible. In other words, I like to take people in the Bible and make them be as real as can be real and let you see their circumstances, that they really had a circumstance and that they really had to trust in God in, in times that seem impossible to cope with unbearable. Things that weren't going to seem like it was never going to change. And sometimes, you know, you can be doing right things and be persecuted. And we're going to talk about that a little bit further along as we continue to talk because persecution comes from doing right things. And sometimes you'll you'll find out that just because you're doing right, that some things may come against you. But I don't want you to be discouraged because guess what? We have a God who's a delivering God, a caring God, and he's going to help you through those circumstances and he's going to make you victorious in your battles that you're going through. I just want to encourage you and remember whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And sometimes the thing that puzzles God is, man, don't they know I care? You know, that's what happened really in the wilderness, that the children of Israel, when they uh, lost their way, it was because they forgot that God didn't care. They forgot about the miraculous signs that he did in Egypt to bring them out. They even forgot about the things he did in the woods when or how he made water, you know, in places where there shouldn't be water. In other words, how he provided manna. And then when they asked for meat, he provided for. Them. But you know, sometimes it's easy for us to forget the things that people do for us and then uh come against them. Sometimes we come against our friends. You know, in other words, who've been in our lives for a while. In other words and we have fall out with them. And then, you know, hopefully with God give us the grace and ability to be able to recognize and be able to repent and come back to our friends and say hey i wronged you uh hope that you able to accept my apology and be able to move on with that friendship but i got an exciting story to talk about it's found in the book of acts chapter 16. it's about these two preachers <laughs> and i say preachers because they they go around sharing the good news the gospel about it. This guy who came to earth to live among us and to uh, give us instructions on how to live and how to succeed. That's really what Jesus did. Jesus came and gave us a blueprint. But Jesus just didn't give us a blueprint. He trained men so that they would be able to train others. And do you know from this very day to now, people are still learning from the disciples of old because it's been passed down and passed down and passed down. And so this is the beautiful thing about the gospel. The gospel is something that just doesn't go away. And if you didn't know, the Bible is the ultimate selling book. It sells more books than any books every year. Because you know why? Because there are people like me and you who sometimes feel alone and don't know what to do. They don't know who to cry to. But I want to tell you, we got a friend, a beautiful friend in the name of Jesus Christ, who cares about your circumstances. Uh, I don't care if they come to cut off the lights, come cut off the gas, or... Cut off the cell phone bill. Come take the car. Come take the house. Remember, you have a God that's able to restore and replenish all those things that the enemy try to take from you to discourage you. And, and he can give you the victory. He can give you a new beginning. He can let you start over. He can let you be successful. So if you feel that, you know, that you, your, your life is over, let me tell you something. It's just beginning. It's only going to get better. And that's what I'm here to do is to encourage and let you know that you're not alone and that you can find strength in numbers. Because, you know, in the Bible says that it's strength in numbers. In other words, this is what I mean. Uh, the more people together, the more the enemy can attack. So I want to encourage you, you know, if you don't have a local church to go to, uh, find a church that you can fellowship with and hear the word and know who, learn who God is and understand the things that he can do for you. In other words, I know sometimes it's hard to, 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 get out, to get out the boat. It's hard to get out the car. It's hard to leave the house. But I just want to challenge you today to be able to know that you can make those steps and you can put yourself in the right direction with God, and he can help you and put you in the right position to be able to be that successful person that you need to be in life. And so it's just an honor and pleasure to be able to talk to you and share with you, you know, about things. You know, sometimes I see God in all kinds of things. You know, uh, I was watching television and I you know, I was watching this episode and how this person in this show uh, realized that it was God who was helping him all the time, even when he didn't realize it. And that's what God does. Sometimes God doesn't make a a loud announcement. And and this this is something that you'll find out. It says that when Elijah was on the run from Jezebel, that he didn't hear God in a loud voice. He heard him just in a whisper, in other words. And that's what God does. God is just that type of God. In other words, he doesn't have to stomp his feet, shake the mountains to uh, let you know that he can just whisper something to you in your ear and say, Peace, be still. And that's what Jesus said to the waters when he calmed the waters. But now let's get back to Acts 16. What's a story about these two preachers who were going around sharing the good news and the gospel and they were talking about how good god was and because they were talking about how good god was guess what the enemy got it the enemy got got upset with them because they had the, the ability to share who god was and they weren't afraid to let the world know this is the whole thing about the gospel it makes the gospels so good about people like paul and silas especially paul you know Paul, he started out as a Pharisee, and he was persecuting the church. But somewhere along in the book of Acts, God found him and put him on the right course. And that's what uh, Paul did from that point on. He became the man of God. He walked away from persecuting the church to being able to preach to the church and tell the church that they have a good God, a great God, an awesome God, who can deliver them from any circumstances and everything that they are that they were facing. And, you know, it is something when you're able to recognize that you're going wrong. And when you are going wrong, and then God puts you on the right course and you're obedient to follow God, God is not going to do nothing but bless you. And the one wonderful thing about Paul now, they say Paul worked two, two-thirds of the New Testament. What makes this awesome about this person, he can accept to be the worst sinner because he persecuted the church. He never took any honor to anything that he ever done because he understood it was not about him it was about christ and making sure that the people knew who the lord was and that's really powerful see what you have to do when you come to god is you have to make yourself small and make god big this is what john the baptist was saying when he was on earth he said that he must decrease so christ can increase and what we have to do in our lives for christ to increase in others we have to decrease and we just have to live a life we don't have to beat people down we just have to walk the walk and let people see us live the life because if people see us live the life then they're going to want what we have if we, if we live the life and live the life is mean being true to what god says jesus said why do you call me lord lord and don't do what i say do you know in other words sometimes we can we can call ourselves following god but want to do the things that we want to do to please our flesh. Guess what? I've been in that place before. But glory to God that he's a delivering God and he's an understanding God and a compassionate God and he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us, to teach us, to show us a better way of life where we don't continue down that same negative path where we end up in destruction. So this is the beauty of the God that we serve. And remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is the same thing that's on God's heart and mind now in acts chapter 16 it was a story about paul and silas and and it was i'm gonna start in verse six now when they had gone through perga the region of galata they were forbidden by the holy spirit to preach the word in asia after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go in Bithynia, but The Spirit did not permit them. So passing by, they came down to trust and a vision appeared to Paul. In the night, a man of a Macedonian stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia and concluded, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, sometimes we want to do things on our own. You see the Paul wanted to go somewhere else, but the Holy Spirit said, that's not where you're supposed to go. And that's just because it wasn't time for him to go there because he had an assignment. He didn't know what the assignment was, but in the vision he saw this man of a Macedonia's descent pleading for him to come to their country. Little did he know what was going to happen when he got there. This is the exciting thing about the gospel. that should just excite your heart and, and just fill you full of love because this is, uh, this is God's call on his life. Now God has ordered his footsteps. Now it's time for him to go where God wants him to be because guess what? He's going to be fruitful there, and, and he's going to produce fruit for the kingdom of God by going and by being obedient. So sometimes... You might want to go do something else, but God is calling you to do something else. But just be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit, because the blessing is always in obedience to what the Lord is telling you to do. Now, I'm going to read on a little further. Therefore, sailing from trust, we ran a straight course to Samphreis, and the next day to Napocalypse, and from there to Philippi which is the foremost city of the part of macedonia a colony and we were staying in that city for some days and on the sabbath day we went out to the city's riverside where prayer was customary made and we sat down and spoke to a woman who met who met who we met there and a certain woman named lydia heard us, and she was a cell of purple from the city of Thitrat, who, who worshipped God the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul and when she and her household were baptized she begged us saying if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord come to my house and stay so she persuaded us Do you hear that that God touched Lydia's heart to receive the words that Paul was saying about Christ about God and did you hear what it said that her whole household was baptized and she persuaded him to stay now you see how he was fruitful that this just is the beginning it gets better and better it gets better and better so it gets better and better and how God is going to use him in such a mighty way Now, we would think that that was the the thing that God wanted him there. No, it was much bigger than that because they needed to be a witness. And they need to also show people the power of prayer because prayer is the only thing that changes things. Ian Bond said, prayer is like a disinfectant. It cleanses the air. So when we pray, we just disinfect our, our air. We make our household clean. We make our family clean by being faithful in prayer. So I just want to encourage you with that. And so it goes on to say, now it happened, as we went to prayer, a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of damnation met us, who brought her masters much profit by a foretelling fortune. The girl followed Paul and us crying out, saying, These men are the servant of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And, they, and this she did for many days. Did you hear that? That this girl not only had one master, she so said she has multiple masters, and she brought them much gains because she was able to tell people things that was going to happen to them. But one of the things that she could not do was lie. When she saw Paul and the others, she immediately announced that they came to announce who the Most High was, who God was. So the revelation was that she had to be obedient to that because she couldn't deny what she was seeing because that was God himself. And God was working something out for her because she was in a place of bondage. If you didn't realize that she didn't have one master, she had multiple masters and they were all making money off her. Could you imagine being driven by so many people that you have to please everybody? to uh, make them money and do what they say do. You got not one person pulling you, but you got multiple people. So she was truly in a place of bondage. But God saw that. And this is why he sent Paul and the others to Macedonians to, to deliver these people. We saw Lydia's lady family be saved. Now we're getting ready to see something happen for her as well. As we go further on, but it says, But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Did you hear that? Because as soon as he spoke the word of God, she was set free. And this is the power of God, that when He spoke, He didn't. He said it, He was traveling many days, but when He was spoke, He was vexing the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit nudged Him. Now it's time for Him to do what He got to do for her. He sets her free from all those people who's who's gaining money off of her, using her in the wrong way. Glory to God. This is a God. See, whatever's on your heart and mind is also on God's heart and mind. So I'm quite sure this young lady was very vexed by having to go out here every day to make money for everyone else. And she was a slave. And she wasn't making a profit for herself. She was doing it for others. That's what you call bondage in today's society. And as we go further on, it says, And they brought them to the magistrate and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us being romans to to receive an observance then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods and when they had laid many stripes on them they threw them in prison commanding the jailer to keep them securely having received such a charge he put them into the inner prison and fasten their feet into stocks wow now you're gonna say man these guys going around doing good and this will happen to them but no this is this is just part of the this is part of the the challenge the call of serving god and being faithful because even at the most difficult time god is working even if we don't feel that he's working he's working in the midst of all the circumstances that are going on in Paul and Silas' world, in other words, you say, man, these guys are faithful. They're witness to God. They're saving people. They're doing this. And now they're going to be attacked. Guess what? Sometimes the enemy gets mad when we do righteous things. But guess what? The enemy, no weapon formed against you should prosper. I want to let you know that again. No weapon formed against you should prosper. Whatever the enemy is trying to do to you in your world is going to fall. It's going to it's going to break down. So I'm just so excited to, to tell you all these wonderful things about this mighty God that we serve. But I just was just wanted to let you know that God loves you and He cares every cares so much about you. He cares about everything that you're doing. And He wants to just restore things back to you. That story gets gets even better because now these guys got beaten with rods, you know, and, and do you know what they was able to do? I'm just, going just, I'm just going to read a little bit more so you can see the fascinating thing about serving God in the midst of turbulence and tribulations and prost- you know, being, being persecuted and being just misunderstood. So if you've been misunderstood, it says this, but at midnight, did you hear that? At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. I'm gonna I'm gonna read that again because this this is this this is this is sort of weird because now these guys just the got guy beat for talking about the gospel and now they're doing something totally opposite what most people do. Most people, man, I ain't serving God no more, man. He let me get beat like this, he didn't stand behind me. But they understood that the reason why they was being persecuted was because of the love of God that God had for them. And because they were doing the things that God called them to do. So, as we look further, this is what happens. I'm going to read it again. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, this is what I mean about suddenly. Understanding suddenly means anything can happen at any moment of time in your life. That God is able to do something subtly in your life that will move you from where you're at. So, look for the subtly moment. And it says, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation, the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains was loosened. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, and ran in, and fell down in trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out, and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household and then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and took all who were in his house he took them the same hour of that night and washed their strips and immediately he and his family were baptized now when he had brought them into his house he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household let me tell you the beautiful thing about this when God comes to save you, he comes to save your whole your whole entire family. Because if you live a life, your whole family is going to live a life. And a beautiful thing about this, I'm going to give you a tad bit secret. A lot of people, or even a lot of theologians and people like this, believe that the Macedonian vision that Paul had was the Philippian prison, the prison keeper that he had seen in a vision, in other words. So he didn't know at that moment when he had the vision, who it was going to be. But while he was singing hymns and praising God, God revealed the call, the place, the reason why he was there, to save that man's household. But it also said that the people in prison, just think, of me and you in prison right now, and the doors open, the chains fall off us, we're going to take off running. But this is what the people did who was inside. They were so compelled by the gospel that Paul and Silas was preaching and singing. You know what they did? They stayed. They didn't want to go. Because guess what? When you hear the word, when you hear the word, you can rejoice in the word. And you understand that this is what we need. And they understood they didn't need to leave the prison to be free. They were free once they heard the word of God. So I just want to encourage you again about the power of prayer. Understand whatever you're facing, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind and he can bring you through. But I would love to hear your testimonies. I would love to uh pray with you. I would love to see your prayer requests come through. Uh I'm hoping that we have such a connection and bond that you know that we will feel one another and we'll lift one another up uh in prayer because you are not alone. And Danny, I'm Danny Hampton, your host. It's been a pleasure being able to share god's word with you and being able to encourage you because i encourage myself today because i want to hear an earthquake i want to see the shackles fall off i want to see people set free and i want to say to you all have a blessed and wonderful day it's been an honor talking to you and it's been an honor just sharing with you what god had laid on my heart and the whole thing about this this story god had laid on my heart all day talk about this so i know that i'm following his his blueprint like paul and silas did when they went to mcdonald's i want to tell you i love you thanks for listening to you're not alone podcast and i hope that you enjoyed this episode and i have more great things to share with you in the upcoming episodes thank you once again for listening to you're not alone podcast i'm your host danny hampton thanks